Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Before Our Friends Die. You're joined by me, Kavan. Me, Rash. And our special guest, Danny Mazza. So, Danny, this episode is titled 10 Tips from a LinkedIn Guru to Supercharge Your LinkedIn. Now, first of all, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it. Thank you, man. Um, all you got to do, if you're an audience member right now, is check out Danny Merza on LinkedIn and you'll understand why we've got him on. Because his LinkedIn is top tier. We're talking engaging content. We're talking loads of content. We're talking premium. We're talking LinkedIn premium. Okay. That's how you know he's the right guy to have on right now. LinkedIn guru is what we've called him. And uh, he's got top 10 tips for you to supercharge your LinkedIn. So without further ado, let's get into number one. Perfect. Thank you. First of all, thank you very much for inviting me. So now that the salutations and the formalities are done, let's get down, <laughs> let's get down to business, yeah. as they say. I think um, uh, before before I go for number one, I think let's just talk about my journey, how I started on LinkedIn, because this is it. important. Yeah. Uh, so apparently when I completed my MBA 20, 2014, I was like, I got a gold medal uh, for, my, for my MBA and it was proper. And one of my career consultants at that time said, oh, this means nothing if you don't put it online. I'm like, where should I put it on Instagram or something or Facebook? Yeah. It's like this new thing, like this LinkedIn stuff, like go online, make this profile on LinkedIn and just put it there. And they said, your achievements will not be validated and it means nothing if it's not on LinkedIn. I'm like, okay, let's just go to LinkedIn. When I joined LinkedIn in 2014, all people were doing was putting their achievements, their new jobs, their promotions. I was like, why the hell everyone is so successful? Yeah. So maybe they were using it wrong. Mm. Fast forward to 2023, it's very, very different now. Mm. I think it's, it's a platform for personal branding more than anything. 100%. So let's get down to number one now. Let's go. I think to challenge the, the assumptions that people have about LinkedIn, you think LinkedIn is very, very professional. If you ask a student, 100%, yeah. yeah, they're like, it's very professional. Uh, am I professional enough for LinkedIn? I'm like, what does the what does the word professionalism even mean? Mm. It's yeah. relative. It's relative. So apparently professionalism would mean very different for bankers. Could be very different for the gaming industry. Mm. So when it's relative, use that to your advantage. Know your audience and then, then put stuff and then come on LinkedIn. So hence, it becomes much more easier for you to be on LinkedIn. Mm. It's not very, very professionalism. It, it's all about professionalism. Anything goes on LinkedIn. One of the examples that I always give to students is, and it's satire, but it definitely makes sense, is that you would post a picture of a donut yeah. on um, Instagram. Mm. I love Krispy Kreme. You would share it on uh, you know, WhatsApp. Do you want to have a donut? Or put your recipe of a donut on Pinterest, like everywhere, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Would you do that for LinkedIn? You would never share a picture of donut. What if I tell you, you can? All it requires is a business work-related context. Right. Anything can go. I was going to butt in there because I've seen it myself. I just got donuts for my uh, my colleagues or anything. Like, I've, seen, I've seen it. I've seen the change yeah. since probably 2014, as you mentioned. I've seen the change. It is, it is. It's called normalizing LinkedIn. Now, LinkedIn is being normalized by all the millennials and borderline Gen Z's and Gen Z's themselves. Mm. I think they're normalizing it. You see a lot of influencers, proper TikTok influencers now being on LinkedIn. Yeah. And hence they are they have, they have started this movement of normalizing it. So you could share a picture of your donuts on LinkedIn, 
with a business context. You would write something like, uh, I would want to operate uh, a, a donut franchise. Maybe my top skills are donut production. I work for Krispy Kreme and I love making donuts. So all it requires is a context. Yeah. So that's number one for you. You think it's very, very professional. It's not. Anything goes on LinkedIn. It's normalizing. Anything goes. Anything goes on LinkedIn. Wicked. So number two. Number two. Uh, a lot of a lot of the students, uh, when I talk to students in my university, they think LinkedIn is just a longer, expanded, extended version of their CV. Whereas it is, but it's much, much more. Okay. Uh, it's a platform for personal branding. That's what they're missing here. So apparently they think uh, recruiters would go on LinkedIn just to see what's already on their CV. So what's the point? What's the point of having another CV? I used to think like that as well, to be honest. But I think with all the statuses, posts you can put, you can put a person behind that. Exactly, page. exactly my point. Because nowadays it's such saturated market. Every other person would have a bachelor's degree. It is a saturated market mm -hmm. with the backlog of all the COVID people who who <laughs> could not find jobs. Yeah. It's like a huge backlog of graduates. 100%. One job would have like a hundred people applying. Everyone would have a first in their degree yeah. or even a two, two or two, one. All of that is irrelevant now. So that's this platform LinkedIn is basically to show exactly the person behind the credentials. Who are you as a person? Stuff on your CV and your education and experience section on your LinkedIn tells me you are a great person for the job. Right. But are you a great person to work with? Yes. Are you a good colleague? What values do you bring in? Who are you as a person? Tell me your why. What's your why in your life? Don't tell me you got a first. You know, I ask this question every single time when I go to students. What's your why? Why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you studying accounting and finance? And they're like, um, uh, it would lead me to a good job. I'm like, that's very materialistic of you. <laughs> but never say that to employers. Because yeah, it has great career prospects. I'm like, come on. That's, you know what? That's the standard stuff I've used on my CV a while ago. But, but there you go. I know everyone does that. Yeah. But that doesn't make you stand out in the market. The problem is they are looking for the why of your life. The purpose, they know a lot of millennials and Gen Zs are purpose-beneurs, this word, mm. purpose-beneurs. They, they live, they live and breathe their purposes. So if you go into the market now and just say, yeah, I'm an accounting and finance graduate, no value in it. So please do not use LinkedIn as just an extended version of your CV. Tell us your why, brand it. It's very interesting because I remember specifically sitting in graduation and uh, I thought, wow, Everyone in this room's got a degree. I thought I was special. And it was on graduation day when I realized, <coughs> oh my God, I am one of many. Completely I need to do something else. Thing, yeah. I need to do something else that is going to make me stand out. So I went to live in China for a year, but that's another episode for another day. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you need something because you're right. You need to know your why. Otherwise, you're one of many. You're one of many. You're disposable. Why do you work in EDI? Why do you work? You always need to have a story. And uh, now what? I think uh, the biggest advice I give to students is it's tough to come up with a why. Mm. Yeah. A lot of students haven't given it a thought, which mm -hmm. is which is fine. They, they were thrust into this degree because of their parents or because of any societal pressures. They, they yeah. started a degree, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they needed something to be, uh, do, do, do something to study in a university. They did that. But in these three years while you're studying, you could come up with a why and then own the why. 
because I do go and ask the students, okay, you're studying accounting and finance. I do love numbers. Like, uh, yeah. I'm like, do you enjoy calculations? I'm like, yeah. They're like, perfect. That's why. So come up with a story that, oh, since my early childhood, I was one of those people who loved to number crunch. I'm a number cruncher. Yeah. I love data. I love it. Narrative. Narrative. Build a story around what you love to do. And that's your why. So I always say, fake it till you make it. Yeah. Like if you don't have a why, come to me or just go to any person who listens and tell them about your strengths. And you will realize maybe your strengths is the why, is the why you're looking for. So basically have a conversation with a guru, with, with a mentor, with anyone. I'm more, always help, help, more than happy to help anyone from wherever they are from, irrespective from this university or anywhere I work. I'm on LinkedIn, message me on LinkedIn. Tell me your strengths and I'll, I'll make a why for you. That's Wicked. There we go. There's an offer there on the podcast. Reach out to Danny and he'll tell you your why. Perfect. I was going to say, how, how do people project that? How do they project it on the LinkedIn? What does it uh, look like? Is it statuses? Is it posts? Is it pictures? What are the things they need to perfect. do to... And that is exactly my number three. Oh, okay. Perfect. Yes. Which is, where would you do that? How can I see your why on your profile? The top half of your profile needs to be top notch. That's right. tip number the, three. The picture and the background. The background, which is the cover photo mm. and the profile photo, your name and the headline. Mm. These four things is the top half. You know, just like newspapers... The, the you know they're folded yeah the reason they have those big headlines on the folded half is because they need to attract people to pick it up okay so when somebody opens up your profile will they pick your profile up and scroll down that decision of scrolling down is made on what they see in the top half so that is where i need to see your why and the biggest problem that i see with the top half a lot of people don't even have a cover photo you know, cover cover I don't photos. I have got one myself. There it. you go. Oh, can you, yeah, can you imagine cover photos? Yeah. That's the largest LinkedIn real estate on your profile. That's the largest place. And you leave it empty. People pay billions of pounds for those Times Square billboards. That's your personal marketing billboard. So, Danny, on the um, banner topic, on my Canva, I've got a, a draft here. Yeah. And it's the three pictures that we use for the three separate shows on the Akin Saltfish Digital Network. Um, and it's like three shows, two hosts, one network is the vision, yeah? I'm not sure. Right now, it's not on there. I'm not sure whether it should go on there. It is should. that the sort of stuff that we would go on there, do you think? Exactly. So uh, I could give three strategies. Very easy for our listeners and viewers. Go for it. Because yeah. uh, cover photos, they're like, what to put there? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I think the, now, yeah. Yeah, the best number one strategy is um, your expertise. So if you are studying accounting and finance, you just go to our lovely Google and Google Images and write accounting and finance wallpapers, HD, and see what comes up. Something around calculations, financial statements would come up. Put that as your cover photo. Mm. It's good for two reasons. Uh, algorithms. Algorithms, artificial intelligence can absorb information from cover photos nowadays. Mm. So whenever a profile is reviewed, the first thing it reviews is the cover photo. Right. And it would pick up all those calculative stuff and all those things from the picture and consider the person to be very into accounting and finance. And whenever a human being look, look at us, maybe a recruiter would look at your profile, they would be like, yeah, accounting and finance, it's all about perception. So the first thing they see on your profile before your photo even would be your, your banner. Mm. And be like, okay, accounting and finance, numbers. The person loves numbers. It's all about perception. I think before I go ahead, I always say this to my students, they come to me, Danny, what is my reality? 
I tell them, your reality is not what you think you are. Your reality is the perception of you in other people's eyes. Yeah. We don't live in isolation. Mm. Decision makers, everyone, people in power, whoever you want to impress to get ahead in your life, from interviews, you know, how do you get a job? Perception, the potential that you show them in the interview gives you the job because your CV and all the credentials might just be the same. What is that that gets you the job? Potential, that promise. What is promise? An abstract concept. It is their perception and impression of you that you would be able to do this in the future. So when somebody comes to your profile and looks at the cover photo and it's all accounting and finance, they think, wow, this person mm. really believes in his or her skills. Yeah. So that's strategy number one. Number two, a place where you aspire to work. Accounting and finance people or if it's psychology, anything. A place which defines your profession. Is there a mecca of your profession? Accounting and finance would be Canary Wharf. Everyone yeah, would, love, would so. love to work there. Yeah. Uh, people in health, they usually put up pictures of hospitals and stuff. People in, uh, you know, in uh, mental health and all, they would put pictures of even them talking to people. There you go, that I am, you know, very empathetic and I talk to people. So maybe a place where you aspire to work in. Mm. And the third strategy is what you exactly said. Brand yourself. Mm -hmm. That's what I have done. If you go to my profile, you see I've branded myself. We have another picture of you. Talk about all the speciality and your why in your cover photo. So these are three strategies. The field, the place, or just brand yourself if you can. So for the record there, we will put Danny's LinkedIn profile in the show notes below. So make sure you check that out. Um, you were touching on there about the perception of self and how people see you, which is for me, my brain is ticking because my, my, my degree is sociology. So uh, one guy who comes up in sociology all the time when we talk about how people see us is Irving Goffman. And he talks about life being uh, dramaturgy. So effectively, there's the, the backstage and there is the stage. And often um, we are defined by how people see us on the stage and people don't know the behind the scenes. Um, and the impact of that is, is, is massive. So as much as people shape how you see yourself, you can also shape how people see you and use that to your advantage using those tips that Danny suggested there. Exactly. I, I, I highly agree with that. And I think uh, <clears throat> we see that a lot on Instagram and stuff and all those philosophers on Instagram, they say your only competition is yourself. <laughs> I'm like, which is fine. But and then you would turn into uh, you 2.0 and all. I'm like, perfect. But why are you doing this? because you want to compete mm. in the market. You always become a better version of yourself for something. Mm. And that for is always with other people. So no matter what these Instagram people would say to you, compete with yourself, be the best version of yourself. But remember, if that best version of yourself cannot be translated into a brand and other people don't see that you 2.0, it's of no use. What are we on now, tip four? Tip, tip four, yeah. Tip number four, I think, Let's talk about profile photos um, because a lot of people start uh, their LinkedIn accounts. That's the first thing. They ask you, put up a picture. Yeah. So first of all, please have a picture. Okay. Don't have a ghost profile. People have a, students at times, they have a ghost profile. <laughs> they have their names, they have their education, but it's like no face, like proper, they're hiding. Um, so have a picture. The biggest problem they see is uh, they see a lot of influencers and people have DSLR quality high definition pictures. Mm, yep. I say, you don't need that. Every single phone made in the last three to four, five years has a 2K camera, the back one, not the selfie one, 2K <laughs> camera in the back, every mm. single phone, every single phone has that. So use that camera. All you require is good lighting and a smiling face. Mm. 
you take that picture perfect and in the way you want to dress again brand yourself look at your audience don't go after professionalism should i be dressed well should i be wearing a suit or uh, you know or a tie or something no don't don't never put yourself under that pressure to impress people like that you know building you know i see these things when you need to manage your perception in other people's eye but that does not mean people pleasing mm. no that means that you manage the impression that other people have of you as you are your brand your brand is nothing you can fake it has to be original so you were saying something uh, no i was going to say because what you just said there i have i've got a tie I've, i'm in a shirt i'm in a waistcoat i think i'm in a suit and i think kavan if i'm right are you are you in a shirt yeah, and tie well? like don't try <laughs> yeah shirt and tie don't try for me the bus i think we got into the same concept as professional you have to do it we're not wouldn't say we're not ourselves but but it is way yeah you can't see me on camera but right now i'm wearing a nike t-shirt that says training across the top yeah. i'm wearing jeans and trainers this is generally what i wear to work right danny you'll attest exactly. to that exactly yeah yeah um but it's not mellington and Right now I'm wearing a shirt, jumper, heels, <laughs> some trousers, and that yeah. is the problem. What the problem is when you don't put up the real version of yourself on LinkedIn, that is building a wrong perception because that's not how you'll show up every day on work. Mm. See, what's the point? What's the point? And that's false promise, and that that's what that is the problem. That's false marketing, as they say. You'll be guilty of false marketing. <laughs> hey, I just saw your LinkedIn. You got a shirt on. Why are you in a t-shirt? T-shirt, yeah. <laughs> I've only got one shirt, man. I got to wash it. <laughs> I think that's what I say. So you know, my, on my point of using your phones as you, as the camera, take a picture. And there's this website called um, pfpmaker.com. Mm-hmm. It can help you add a background to your photo for free. Right. So all of this debate, you know, have a neutral background, okay. or uh, you can't take pictures in rushy places. It's f- take a picture, ha- smile, please smile. I'll give a reason as to why you need to smile, and you'll be surprised to know. Um, so you need to smile in the picture if you could, and just go to PFP Maker, and it would give you a background. Have a coloured background. Use the psychology of colours to your advantage. And again, we'll put that in the show notes below. PFP Maker. Yeah. PFP Maker dot com, and use psychology of colours to your advantage. I've noticed that as well. To be honest, recently uh, on my LinkedIn is like, for example, loads of companies. Uh, there was another practice. I think they've gone to like a different branding stuff. Now all their profile pictures. Everyone who works there is like light blue in your face, and everyone's matching. Exactly. So, the, thing, so the matching element is because they are on brand and they represent that company. Mm. But everyone has a color on the background. There are two reasons. Whenever somebody comments on some profile, you you see people oh, which have backgrounds. Out. Those comments pop up in your eye. Yeah, it's it a does. psychological thing. Yeah. People with having a back colored background to their pictures, they pop up. What's the best color? I think uh, the answer to that is red. Any color, oh, any color could okay. be best. Color depends. on what branding do you have so colors have some values attached to it mm-hmm. uh, there's a whole research you know piece were done on it by so many researchers uh, roughly on the top of my head i would say so if you choose red red means raw energy proper spontaneity all the time action there you go if you, if that's what represents you have that color mm-hmm. i'll give my example so recently i changed up my brand uh, to purple mm-hmm. so purple uh, the values associated with purple is wealth so for me what i'm trying to show is wealth of knowledge and creative employability mm, okay i'd show stability and it has some hints of red in it which means energy is still there and it shows a proper luxurious brand so what i've turned myself into is now basically from a proper action oriented spontaneous guy into a more stable and 
wealth of knowledge kind of a guy who now has all of that can always do all the action stuff but now is like at that luxurious stage of my life where i would say my knowledge that i share is the luxury level of careers and employability knowledge see mm-hmm. and i'm saying this very honestly you know people mm-hmm. don't talk about their brands mm-hmm. and all these things that go behind i'm very honest so this is my thinking right now like i have a lot of careers and employability knowledge which is at luxurious level so basically i would say i'm at the gucci of <laughs> careers and employability yeah, advice that's the and that's the story behind the color and you could go and search on google psychology of colors it would give you a psychology like blue blue is all stability so a lot of people who work in edi uh, use blue there's blue and green as well so these are color edi colors because that goes into that theme of work so i think that's the biggest thing use pfp maker for your profile photos i think that's, that's a hint to you kavan change <laughs> your color <laughs> yeah I'll, i'll look into it yeah <laughs> Number 5 is yeah. Number 5 yeah I think number 5 talks about headline okay the last part okay of your top half the headline just underneath your name is that, mm. is that job title or uh sadly that's what a lot of people believe job title because Boo. that's the default yeah okay. that's the default you get so apparently whenever you make a profile yeah the current thing that you're doing that's your default headline so if yeah. you're a student who say student at northampton uh student at birmingham or something and if you are working somewhere it will say blah 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 person at this company yeah people don't bother to change that sadly mm-hmm. but linkedin allows you to change your headline and that is where you could add the most amount of value okay. for a person danny what's your headline my headline my headline right now is all about all the best things i'm doing right now which is my current job career development at the university of northampton then i'm a career futurist mm. all new technology and then i am a career marketing and branding enthusiast yeah and then some of the awards that i've won i'm a social entrepreneur that's there mm. and i'm a cipd level 7 hr consultant so all the best things i am i am i am standing for all the best things i have in me it's in my headline if somebody comes to my headline they would know what this guy is all about asha what's your headline yeah I, I didn't even know you could put one. I thought probably just says accountant. Probably like the default one. Yeah, default. Yeah. You could so there's a small pencil icon when you go up to your profile. Yeah. You click that pencil icon and it will allow you to just change your headline. And the biggest advice for headline is it has to be screaming. Mm. It should be screaming your potential, your value that you could add in a prospective employer or in a business. Don't laugh at my profile, Danny. There you go. That's that's yeah. Boring. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's proper proper boring and I would, I, I would call it BB. It's a BB profile. Bland and boring. Yeah, it's bland and boring literally. I would show it on camera but not yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, well, I think I'm going to update it before after this. Bye-bye. Listen, my headline is podcast creator with the mic emoji cuz Danny, oh, Danny, Danny, I got the emojis from you, you know. Facts. Um race equity advocate and HE ad- access and participation manager. So little bit boring not gonna lie Even no that, that does stand out Kavan, I see. yeah I see. look it looks good man I see look at that it's the emoji in it yeah, emojis work emojis work emojis, emojis work. definitely work I think so I think the biggest advice is to basically put the best stuff about you in the link in the headline mm. because I look at your picture I'm like wow this guy is all about this field I look at the picture lovely you know you're attracting me you're giving me that implicit messages through your colors mm. and then I read your name lovely obviously have your own name yeah and um, and then I look at the headline okay 
in the headline it should attract me and tell me the best things about you only then i'll decide to scroll down so this decision of scrolling down these four elements the top half that decides it is it important as well when you are uh, writing your headline and yeah your headline mostly to be ambitious and maybe exaggerate what you are because of what you want to be so for instance um you know i i think mine even says speaker i've done one speaking arrangement ever maybe that maybe that's a bit too honest yeah but like i want to be a speaker <clears throat> so i'm putting speaker in there because yep. it's fine yeah. i think that that is the premise of impression management mm. see i always say this to my students uh, they do a lot of uh, volunteer work for free i'm like the volunteer work that you're doing somebody's getting paid to do that as yeah, well yeah 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 nobody yeah, needs yeah. to know that the best part about uh, me being not native to uk i see this from an outsider perspective uk is an experience based economy it's not evidential right whatever you tell them they believe it so the way you tell them matters because in my country i come from south asia so over there when you go to interviews when you apply for jobs we take bundles of certificates to prove that we have done stuff <laughs> yeah and it's not like that here so i'm not saying and asking you to lie but you know stretching and framing the truth that is legal and mm. you could do it i love that so, i love yeah, that stress I love the that. truth stress the truth and basically and that's what everyone does and it's not it's very unlike british culture people don't sell themselves yeah, yeah, yeah. they're like mm, i am who i am humble yeah. i am hence hence isn't it very it's isn't it a very easy market to excel in i say that to every student that comes to me i'm like do you know the local population and the culture is very humble Isn't it very easy for somebody to excel? All you need to do is just do ten percent extra in your job, and you'll be celebrated. Or like you'll be the hero in that, the protagonist of mm, that organization. Mm, 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 and I'm not shying away in saying that. Look at me. I work at Northampton, right? Like in the past six, seven months, done four or five events. Mm. There you go. I wasn't asked to do it. Was not part of my job description or specification, but I did it because that's my brand. That's how I do careers in employability. That's who you are. See, that's who I am. So, isn't it very easier? I could have done one event and still get the applause. I've did, I've done five. Beat that. See, that, that's what I say to people. I'm like every single, every single student. I'm like, just just go, just make it work, and do something extra. So I'm like, you start a job, right? Yeah. And I and I see that a big problem. We're straying away from LinkedIn, but I think this is very important for people to know. I see a lot of people stay in their jobs for too long. What's too long there? Anything above two years is 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 an eternity. It's an eternity for me. You know, I change jobs very quickly, and I think new generation coming in, uh, millennials and borderline. I, I consider myself to be a borderline Gen Z, <laughs> Gen Zs and all. I think um, you these guys would be changing jobs very quickly because nowadays it's not the onus is not on the applicant to stay. in our organization mm. it's on the organization to make them stay yes, so if they don't yes, find yeah. the purpose anymore it's more than of a, it's more than a good reason to move on into a new job yeah. so hence change jobs very quickly and the only way you can do that is when you do actual work extra special additional initiative taking in a job add value add value to stuff other than the 9 to 5 job description you were given anything that you do other than the jd that is the value I, i see a lot of people because i help a lot of um, senior career uh, senior, senior people in the industry as well for cvs and cover letters yeah i get a cv which has like 15 years worth of experience and they said any you know what i have 15 years worth of experience it's not working out i'm like 
And I, when I look at their CV, I'm like, sir, hello. Sorry. You don't have 15 years worth of experience. You only have one year worth of experience repeated 14 more times. You know what? That's like my CV. Because as an accountant, and if you do move, you do the same thing. Same thing? Yeah. But there that- is always room for doing something special. It's that we don't... We, we, the problem is you start working too much in the job, but not on the job. So these terms, you must have heard working in the business, on the business. When you invest too much, when you invest too much of yourself into the nine to five operations and all, you take yeah. that too seriously, mm. that's working in the job. At times you need to step back and see what else I can do. And there are so many chances of adding value. A process that you take to do some accounting work, maybe improve that process. One little change. Uh, th- there was one example, a uh, person who was doing uh, working in midwifery, right? Midwifery. Danny, what's the room of improvement in midwifery? I'm like, how could I stand out? I'm like, you do fill forms? I'm like, yeah. They said, yes. Uh, do you do a lot of computer work? They said, yes. I'm like, maybe just remove one step in it. Maybe trying to make this process a bit faster. Little improvement, gradual or incremental improvement that you would make in your job. Mm. That is the extra value you're adding. So anyone can do that. So please don't be like that person who has five years worth of experience, but apparently they just have one year repeated four more times. Mm. That's actually incredibly <laughs> powerful. Oh, yeah. um, I'm just thinking here like, yeah, my CV. Yeah, my CV is that same thing. So how do I, so how do I change it? So you look back, you still have chance. So it's that you don't have to go back and in, in a time machine and change all of that. You look at your past experience in a different lens now. Mm-hmm. So you go back and see what were those instances when I was asked to do something extra. Those value addition stuff. And there must be something. Okay. There must be something you did out of the ordinary, out of your own initiative. Those things matter. So now when you apply for a job or when I look at your CV and you come up with a new CV, I should not see a copy paste of the job description. That's the biggest crime. (laughs) I see that in the description of all the experience section of students. They just copy paste the whole job description. I'm like, that's what you were paid to do. You had to do it. You had no other option. Give me the projects and extra stuff that you have done. You go to my LinkedIn, you look at my stuff. I don't describe my job at the University of Northampton as a career consultancy doing one-to-ones. I say, I'm career rocketing uh, students into the realm of success. There you go. <laughs> and then I talk about all the events, the extra stuff that I do. Yeah. That's value. One-to-ones and doing in-class workshops as a career consultant, that's, that's what I'm paid to do. That's nothing special. That's nothing special. So I think go back and look at your job from a different lens what extra stuff that you have done, I think you'll find the answer to it. Working in the job versus working on the job. That's going to be somewhere on the, my LinkedIn when I promote this episode, <laughs> just so you all know. Um, Danny, number six. Number six. Number six. Lucky number six. Uh, number six is basically the, the argument and a lot of people come to me and say, uh, Danny, uh, we have a great profile. So apparently they have, they have made a great profile. Okay, lovely. Kudos to them. What to post? Right. They come to me, Danny. Oh, I have nothing to post. I'm, I'm not good enough to post. I, my, my life, you know, sucks. I have nothing special <laughs> in my life. Yeah. I'm like, okay, uh, first of all, that's a lie. Se- uh, second, you're lazy. That's, the, that's what sucks. You're being lazy. And then I ask them, okay, let's talk about students. Um, have you done coursework? They're like, yeah. 
I'm like, talk about your coursework. Uh, I'm doing this workshop in in the class with you. Take a picture of me and write a caption. Say, "Oh, Danny, doing this workshop. I learned a lot today." There you go. That's your mm. post. You get an article to read. Take a picture of the article and say, "This is what I've learned out of from the article." Every single coursework, every single lecture that you do is is building up your brand. So, if you are an accounting and finance student, or if you are a marketing student, or a logistics and supply chain student. anything that you do part of your degree and you put it on linkedin that's a good enough post it shows and builds your social relevance so posting is not about making you look good it's all about making your social re- social relevance in the market are you relevant the only way you become relevant is when you talk about the field you're in talking about the field basically means whatever you study you talk about mm. whatever you like you have an opinion on it mm. social relevance is all about that so posting for the sake of social relevance is is the plan this, th- sorry bro go ahead now i was going to say um i just thought of something now because i don't really post on linkedin i like read uh, i was going to say retweet but repost but i just thought of something to post probably because it's coming up i think it's tomorrow within the week as an accountant is the budget budget's coming up i think it'll be a good have little opinion yeah have an opinion I might do it, you know. I think they got yeah. these these little things. Look at what what was what's happening. Talk about AI if you're into art uh, IT and all. Talk about all the new advancements that's happening up. If you're in human resources, talk about how AI might change work. Midwifery, how technology can change midwifery. If you're talking about health, NHS, medical, you would always have something to talk about and opinions gets you social relevance. And I think everyone is opinionated. I think somebody comes to me and says, "Danny, I have no opinion at all. That's I'm opinionless." <laughs> that can I'm like, th- that's that can never happen. Yeah, you have that to be wary of them people. There, you, you're not you're not human. You're not human if you don't have any opinions. They've got splinters in their bum because they sit on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that's really um, that's really interesting because obviously when we promote these episodes, we're always looking for a hook as well. Um, you know, so it might be International Women's Day. What women do we have on the network that we can share? Um, it might be, uh, but LinkedIn. There's an article that comes out about LinkedIn. We'll share this again. You know what I mean? There uh, there's diabetes awareness <coughs> weeks and things like that. We share our episode on diabetes. All these things have social relevance. Social and relevance. if we can attach an episode to that, people are interested. Interested. So yeah. Just to add on to this, I'll make it even easier for our lovely audience. So if you do not want to post about the field you're in, post about anything and I'll tell you how. Hobbies, right? Mm-hmm. Uh who play games? Some games. Yeah. yeah. Play games, yeah. You play Call of Duty or something like that? Yeah, you must have played it. Uh, usually call of duty would have a mode called uh, capture the flag yeah. right it's a life lesson <laughs> i say if you're playing capture the flag take a picture of you playing with the headsets and everything and said that capture the flag teaches me a life lesson until unless you kill somebody and capture the flag in the game nobody cares for you the time you capture the flag you show up on everyone's map and everyone is after you isn't that a life lesson until unless you're successful nobody cares mm-hmm. the time you become successful everyone tries to put you down That's true. Yeah. So even playing a game and doing your hobby, you can post about it. Baking. A lot of young girls give me the example. I love to bake. I'm like proper baking shows attention to detail. Such a relevant skill in the market. One ingredient goes wrong, the baking item doesn't turn out the way it should. Yeah, I made some cookies on on Friday. They're yeah. rubbish. Yeah, <laughs> you you burn them or the cake won't rise. Just the way the cake won't rise. I think in real world if you're not attentive to detail you won't rise in the job you mm. won't rise in the organization so your hobbies 
anything goes on LinkedIn only if you look at it from a different lens. So you can definitely post after today. There is no excuse. You're just being lazy. So today's question to the audience is after these six tips and four more to go, how will you rise? Mm. Lovely. Number seven. Number seven, seven yeah. and my favorite of all. Um, do you know uh, a platform just has beaten Google as the most used platform in the world? There are more people using that platform than Google right now. What's TikTok? That? TikTok. Okay, TikTok, yeah. There you go. So full points to you. Come on. <laughs> uh, TikTok has just beaten Google as the most platform. So basically, there should be more people using Google because our browsers are hardwired to search Google. Yeah. We Google everything. Yeah, so there are more people on TikTok than on Google. Mm. So the platform is not important. How does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Apparently, there are more people using that. But what I'm, the point I'm trying to make is that TikTok is not important. The medium is video. People love to see things. Mm. Then they love to read. And even psychology talks about it. People remember 80% of what they see and only 20% of what they read. Right. So hence that's why we remember the story of our favorite movies. Mm. An article that we read, oh, we'll forget about (laughs) it in like a week's time. So play to your advantage. And point number seven is that videofy yourself. That's what we're doing right now. Yeah, yeah 100%. Lovely audience. And I, Podcasting. And Video. I, I felt some eyes because I was meant to sort out TikTok a couple of weeks ago for our <laughs> podcast. I felt some eyes for a moment. I could feel it. I could feel it. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> Please sort it out, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll do, we'll Thank. do. So yeah, videofy yourself. And in today's world, people come to me, Danny, I'm not comfortable in making videos. I'm like, you cannot escape videos in today's world. Teams, Zoom, you go to work, everything's happening through a webcam. You cannot hide graduate schemes to any job you apply. The second stage is a video interview, that to a pre-recorded one, where there is no human being on the other end. Mm. That's happening. So you record yourself with your webcam. That's weird, one, isn't it? Yeah. And there is no way to escape video in today's world. Hence, use that to your advantage. Give them something to look at. Give them to see you in action. I know someone who went through an interview process and um, they had questions given to them and then the software, you, you couldn't retake. Yeah, you've got three minutes to answer three these minutes. questions. You can't retake. It's live. You say what you say and you move on. <laughs> like, there you go. There's no, oh, I messed up. No, no. go now. It's like, it's like Mission Impossible. This question will self-destruct in yeah. two minutes yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and you have to do it. And yeah. it is. And that's every graduate job right now in the market. The second stage after psychometric testing, if you pass that, is this video interview, which is AI monitored. And nobody even looks at it. So apparently AI will review it. Wow. And Crazy times. Trust me. And if you are not being you, and that's the biggest advice about videofying yourself. People think, Danny, I'm not a video person. Mm. I don't have a video personality. That's where you have that personality, Danny. You are that comic guy and, you know, full of character. I'm like... That is me. I'm not faking it up. So the biggest misconception people think is you need to have a video personality. Mm, mm, mm. They come to me, Danny, uh, um, is my video good or bad? I'm like, oh my God, video is not good or bad. It's original. It's who you are. Yeah. So the there is no way to act in a video. The quality of the video or whatever, nobody cares for. What they care for is your originality. If you're being you, and showing your personality, whoever you are, 
no matter if you're an introvert or an extrovert or if you're a, if you're a data scientist who doesn't even pick up their head while talking it's fine that's who you are that's your brand and don't you want to be get hired in a job and get employed for who you are so if you videoify yourself and the future is video cover letters video cvs i'd love that yeah i do that for all of my jobs i recently applied for a lot of jobs in january last year um 12 jobs and um, i made 12 bespoke customized videos oh, customized yeah. video for every damn job i never knew that was a thing yeah, yeah, video I, cv i applied for a job uh not so recently <laughs> is it the <laughs> just in case anyone's listening and um part of the process was you can either submit a cover letter which boring or you can submit a video answering three questions as to why you should have the job and so on and so forth i did the video there you obviously i didn't get the job but you know here yeah. we are <laughs> do the video you know you know a lot of people come to me and say danny or oh, when we make a video won't that be a bit too advanced and bit too much for some of the industries i'm like First of all if you can make videos and if you're showing off your personality so remember one thing if I do get uh, rejected when I send the videos at times but that's like a bullet I dodged because yeah, yeah. if somebody cannot handle Danny in a video they can't handle Danny in the real world so get hired on your your own terms mm. that's where video helps you show them who you are before the interview because a lot of people show something else in the CV they go to the interview they're like Oh and the interview was like oh, I thought this person would be a mm. bit different. So isn't it better to save your time and the recruiter's time? Show yourself in action. This is who I am. If you want me like this, call me for an interview. That's very interesting because you you touched on something there that I, I always try to remind myself and my friends, you know, it's not a rejection, it's a redirection. Yes. And also what's crucial there is you're right. You want to show your authentic self, right? Because you don't want to miss sell yourself to others. and you don't want to also put yourself in a situation where you actually wouldn't fit in you were compromising yourself but i feel like particularly when thinking about the student market there's perhaps a desperation i would have had when i was 21 versus like i don't have that desperation now if i apply for a job it's perspective it's yeah if i get it great if i don't get it i'm okay i'll survive yeah. and i'll still be able to do what i do yeah. but there is a definite distinction to be made between those who are 21 and need a job here and now That's so true, i yeah. will fake it I'll fake it and I'll if you tell me you need me to jump I don't like jumping but I'll jump because I need to I need the money I need the money but now I don't need the money I'll be okay <coughs> so I'll put my best foot there forward There you go and I do say that that a lot of the first two jobs a graduate would get would be circumstantial yeah they'll yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll 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 get it out of circumstance whatever they are in which is fine but the crime is to stay in them for too yeah, long yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you are in a job for more than 2 years now that's where the problem starts you become complacent So it's fine to get a job out of circumstance but have that in your mind that you need to move away and get a job on your own terms mm. only then you'll be happy in the job the why I'm in careers you, you see my energy when I work look at my videos on LinkedIn and stuff why is why am I the way I am because I love it every single day I'm like yeah let's go let's mm. go to work this would only come when you love your job and that would only come when you get a job on your own terms So when I get rejected out of interviews I thank them I'm like thank you you cannot handle me there you go simple as that when I go to interviews after sending me a sending a video to them I don't say to myself am I prepared for the interview I say is the interview prepared for me is the interview <laughs> ready for me am yeah. I ready for the interview no no is the interview ready for me that's the thing people need to worry about 
Danny's like the apprentice, you know, and Alan Sugar's like, you're fired. And he's like, no, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> How can you find me? I left. <laughs> Love it. Number eight, is it? Yeah, yeah number eight. eight. I think let's get down to talking about algorithms. Yes, okay. please. Yes. Yeah, algorithms is basically um, when you post stuff and use that to your advantage. Basically, algorithm is the artificial intelligence that runs and rates post and whatever you make. How, many, how much reach would you have? Uh, like uh, will you be will you go viral simple in simple words will you go yeah. viral and those are algorithms algorithms decides that so every year linkedin you know in a very hidden way releases up uh, up a report called the algorithm report a lot of great influencers on linkedin do a report a summary report on it that's something i read as well i read the real report as well which talks about what whatever has happened in terms of algorithms how they have changed it yeah. so it's a big report but i'll try to read some some of the things that um, our audiences can really take benefits of so basically a lot of you might not know that um, uh, when to post when yeah. to post so i think uh, what the algorithms tell us uh, in the last year what has happened is saturday mornings from 9 to 11 and then wednesday mornings 9 to 11 and then evenings on monday they have been the best times for the majority of people to get maximum reach when i say majority apparently some of my post i have posted on other times have been successful as well so these are two ways to do it either you go by the mainstream knowledge which is algorithms or you go back in the analytics google uh, sorry linkedin allow you to check your analytics of every single post mm. you go and see which one of those which one of your posts is the most successful what was the time Mm. maybe your niche wakes up at that time that's the time when they look at your post or look at some other reasons as to why that post was successful uh, look at the tags so talking about tags hashtags i've seen people write 11 12 20 tags hashtagging <laughs> like this like death by hashtags <laughs> like there's less content and more hashtags in the profile, in the post The biggest problem with that is algorithms hates 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 it really? because yeah it's it when you use I'm anything finished. above 5 <laughs> it thinks you're spamming oh so it does not allocate your post to any of those hashtags that and is. does not give you reach within those hashtags what is the reason for hashtags because people follow hashtags yeah. so when you use a certain hashtag people who follow that hashtag your post will show to them mm. when you put anything above 5 The reach is only one person to each of those hashtags. I just want to let the audience know Cavani's stressed <laughs> after hearing that. <laughs> so try now, just use. Hey, at least you know now. <laughs> at least you know. And now. that's what we're here. Away. That's what we're here. We're here to learn. We're here to learn. Every day is a school day. I mm. never knew that. Yeah. I never did. But nowadays, you see okay. a lot of you see more hashtags on LinkedIn than Twitter nowadays. There you go. It's There true. You. So, it's true. Danny, one thing I want to pick up on because often I'll tag Rochelle in a post about the podcast, and he he might, he might respond, he might not. He doesn't comment though. He rarely comments. I like is that. Is that a problem? the very big problem tag wisely tag wisely tag wisely please tag wisely because if you tag people for the sake of just tagging mm. uh if they don't open up your profile your profile is, your post is dead if they open it up they look at it and don't comment your reach is half oh my god half the reach if your people who you've who you've tagged don't comment or even don't like So please tag wisely that's the biggest thing tag your tag maybe tag the people and just send them a message please comment So so Rochelle, <laughs> any 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 reflections any thoughts Um no I've liked I've commented <laughs> I'll probably do more now next time <laughs> But yeah I think make sure people 
Do you know what it was? I, I didn't comment on it because he put too much hashtags, so I just clocked. Ah, I clocked. Ah, okay. <laughs> so he doesn't like good. Uh, yeah. He don't like those kind of posts where you put a lot yeah. of things. Sorry, I think um, yeah, I think let's talk about some other algorithms. So um, you see a lot of influencers put up selfies. Yeah, yeah. A lot of you know, you know, not senior people. I was about to say old, but senior people on uh, you know, you know, this is a safe space. Um, um, so apparently, a lot of senior people don't like it. Like, yeah, come on, don't turn LinkedIn into another Instagram or something. Mm-hmm. But that's what algorithms love. I don't like selfies. You know. Selfies mm. have three times more reach than any other post type on LinkedIn. Let's get a selfie after this, then, yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. So any selfie or any video which has you in it. So videos of where you are the main focus and selfies where you are in it that has three times more reach than any other platform. Wow! And then uh, if you look at um, written post, written post like just text post, yeah, uh, they are the last in terms of reach. Damn! But isn't it about context or doesn't matter? No, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's just that no, they would get the the written post would get reach. What I'm saying is that um. Comparison to other things, it mm. would have less reach. Okay. So, for example, if somebody makes a you know, a good influencer has a good following, makes a text post, it would have like a hundred likes. Whereas if that person post, posts up a selfie, that would have five hundred likes. So even a hundred like is something. The post is not dead. Written post has its value, mm. but I think always it has some sort of media with it. Yeah. Videos, videos uh, is amazing. I do that a lot. So videos really help you get amazing reach. And uh, so, just make sure you take care of these algorithm stuff. And one of the last things I would say: uh, don't write essays on LinkedIn. Oh, I have seen really long posts. The ideal number is twelve hundred to six hundred characters, not words. <laughs> I thought you were going to say words, though. Well, so that's, that's, <laughs> that's like an essay which needs to be graded. Uh, <laughs> but I think uh, twelve hundred to six hundred characters—that is around, I think, three hundred to four hundred words, maybe, or something, or less than that. I think. That's the this is what would give you maximum reach. I'm guilty of using more, and I have seen the repercussions. Some of the posts, which are one of my posts, which is very long, amazing mm. post with a video, has less reach. Is there a minimum? Uh, a mi- minimum is anything around you know 400 to 500 characters. Okay, so any Minim- less than that is problematic as it's well. It's problematic. Uh, there's no context. AI doesn't like it. Okay. It's like it's it's like it's it's a spam. It's something with no context. Crazy. You came you but that's what's the word? Uh, you came, you dropped, you went away. Yeah, you dropped a bomb. You went away. You Speak go. about that a little bit more because when we spoke about this off air, you mentioned about how if you literally post and go, oh yeah, LinkedIn's going to say no, 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 yeah. no. That's not good. You got to post, engage with some other people, interact, comment, like, get involved, so LinkedIn knows you're an active user, not just a user. Exactly, and that was the last thing I was about to talk in algorithms, which is engage with three posts prior to posting and three posts. After posting, within the first, within the fifteen minute range. So fifteen minutes before you post, three posts engage with other people's posts. Engaging means commenting, liking okay. stuff, and then after you post fifteen minutes, uh, within the fifteen minute you know range, comment and like other people's posts. So it shows that you just you didn't just come and you know drop your thing and went away. So that's that's the biggest thing you should know. And one of the last things I would say, like you have a thing to add on to that. 
No, 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 no. I'm just, like, I'm just but this, sitting here like, I never yeah, knew that. It's like, crazy, See, these things. It? And uh, so if you see me commenting on people's posts, I'm about to post something. <laughs> I'm about to drop something. I don't really uh, like your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I really here. love this post. No, I don't. I'm doing it for reach. But I think it's I fine. It. It's fine. Let's be honest about these things. Uh, everyone loves reach and exposure. Um, I think one of the last things I would say in algorithms is basically um, two things. Uh, don't post links in your thingies. Don't post links of external websites. I'm finished. Yeah. <laughs> You're just stressing Kavana uh, even more. In the text, in the text, don't post it in the text. Okay. If you if you post a video or a picture through your phone, mm -hmm. your phone LinkedIn app gives you an option to attach a link to the media. Okay. So when you post a video, there's usually an option to attach a URL which shows up on the video and it's clickable. It's like a hyperlink. Instead of actual linked in the in the text. body of the text, okay. don't do that. It kills reach, and <coughs> and don't and don't be the first person to post uh, or comment on your post. Oh my God, Please, it'll be like uh, you. For, I've forgotten. I've forgotten to tag a few important people. Let's just tag them in the comments. Please don't do that. Kills the reach. Is it because it, the, the AI thinks you're just yeah, spamming you're people? Yeah, you're spamming your own post yeah. and just to get more reach and it doesn't like that. It doesn't you know like what? That. I prefer when humans were involved in all this. Yeah, AI <laughs> is obviously against <laughs> the Akin Software Digital yeah. Network. Yeah. But now we know. Now we know and we will improve our practice because yeah. this is not about learning what you're doing wrong and being down in the dumps. <coughs> this is learning about what you could be doing better and getting better with Danny Mirza. Let's go. Change is the only constant and you, you could have no excuse to improve. I think uh, we live in a VUCA environment and I'll go down to number nine. Um, number nine is what we talked about earlier, which is use of emojis. Yeah. A big point of discussion with me and a lot of academics, everyone around. We, I work in higher education. I use emojis in my professional emails every single time rockets and lightnings and god knows what mm. i use that and so there there is a big reason for that we use emojis in our whatsapp with our friends yeah, and everything yeah, why do we do it to put context in emotions right mm, yeah. yeah why don't we do it in professional circumstances are what have we become are we robots robots are we robots don't we have emotions do, do we not have to bring emotions to our work do we have to live our, leave our emotional self at home this talk about emotional intelligence at workplace, what is that? Yeah. And we're afraid to use emojis, whereas we do that with our friends. Even at our workplace, we'll use it on WhatsApp, but won't use it in our, emotion, uh, in our professional communications and comms. And correspondents do that. It adds value. It shows emotions. So if you do it right, it, it brings a smile on the next person. You know, a lot of people who, do not, who wouldn't like it are the people who can't do it themselves. Mm. And I've seen a lot of people, and half the time, we are too concerned about pleasing people with what they want. Give them what you are. Give, give them who you are. So emojis, use them in professional communication, use them on LinkedIn, on your post, everything. One reason is humans would enjoy this, gives them some emotion, something to look at, plus AI loves it. So AI knows the context of every emoji. So the reason I use Rocket is basically it would AI would consider me to be a person very energetic and you know very spontaneous. So emojis you know have some implicit messages attached to it for mm. AI to read as well. And 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 I think this is something LinkedIn is already working on. 
the next LinkedIn algorithm report would have a section on emojis as well, because a lot of people have started using it very vigorously now. So emojis would have things, uh, you know, have reach attached to it. Using less emojis will give you less reach because it doesn't add any context, doesn't make your your post any better. Mm. It's a very it's a very dull post without emojis. So try and use emojis. I use them in all my higher education academics everywhere. Higher education, you know, is considered to be a very you know very you know Proper. old school. Yeah. Well, I would say I I won't I won't sh- I won't be shy in saying old school. It's a very old school profession if you look at it. Higher education, yeah. you know, very laid back and all. But I still use it. I still use emojis here. Yeah, there you go. If somebody stops me, how would they stop it? They would give me this argument of, oh, it's not professional. And you know what my reply would be? Yeah. What define professionalism, please? <laughs> Do you have a definition? Please quote somebody. And there will be a billion definitions of professionalism. And the, the best outcome would be it's relative. I am who I am. And this is what you hired me for. Hence, my applications, my CVs, everything has emojis. Because give them who you are, then you get hired on your terms. And I, I think that would legitimize your use of emojis. Get hired on your terms. Yes, get hired on your terms. And emojis add a lot of emotions. And yeah. Right. So before we get to number 10, Rochelle, any reflections? I'm surprised. I just didn't know any of all of that. Like, I'm really surprised with all these tips that you've given us. And some of the stuff, I'm, I didn't know how crazy AI is nowadays. It is proper. It looks and at everything. It is, it is. It looks at everything and everything is AI based in today's world. Look at chat GPT. Chat GPT mm. 4 has just been lost while we are talking right now. Just now and 30 minutes ago, chat GPT 4 has been launched. If you do not know what chat GPT 3 is, basically, you know, it's an AI platform where you could have a dialogue with AI. Chat GPT 4 has been launched and it's, it's a billion times better than chat GPT 3. Wow. It's crazy now. It's crazy now. So definitely, I think AI is the future. It would be involved in every single job that we do. I think there's no way running away from it. It's better to know more about it. Lean into it, yeah. Uh, lean into it and use that to your advantage. I think AI is always is always as good as the prompt we give AI. So I think uh, one advice that I would give, which is irrelevant to LinkedIn, is uh, the future, the person who would be the most powerful pe- person in the future, most influential person would be the person who would control the narrative through prompts. Of AI, because AI, AI is built by someone. Yes, yeah. yeah. So the prompt people who could make the best kind of prompts, because AI will do what you will ask it to do, mm. and would only do it better if you have a better prompt. Mm. So I think even right now, while we're speaking, there are people who are running this business who are selling prompts, who are selling prompts, so what to put, how to phrase a question to AI, it's a skill now. Right. I think this would be a skill embedded in every job in 10 years time. I think if you work as a careers consultant, you work in a bank, mm. there'll be AI systems there. So I think you would need to put questions to AI to do something. It will help you do your job faster, but it can only do when you know what, how to ask, how what to, to ask. ask. So the most influential employees and people and students would be the people who would know the right kind of prompts and questions to ask to AI. So you've heard it here first. Mm. We might have to get you as like a technology consultant, man, because damn. <laughs> yeah, you know everything on this. Grow him. Right, number, number 10. 10. Number 10, commandment number 10. <laughs> I think, which is one of my favorite ones, is to basically, you're on LinkedIn, have a great profile, 
you're posting what else and the term is linkedin espionage follow the people see what other people are posting use that to your advantage be a bond on linkedin and i'll share my examples the best part about linkedin is employees people working for companies they overshare they share their successes they share their current stuff which is something you won't find on the websites of the company right when you're making your applications when you're making uh preparing for your interviews follow the people for those organizations mm. the best use of the linkedin network is linkedin espionage where you go and see what people are liking go to their activity tab not what not just what they post what are they liking mm. i'll give you an example uh, when i go to interviews i try to follow and connect with everyone in that organization yep facts uh, for example i apply for a career development role career consultant role i would follow all the career consultants the heads the associate everyone and see what they're sharing so first of all all the current stuff they'll be sharing when i go to for example the the university's website it won't be updated there mm. things on the website are updated annually If you look at it or yeah, maybe yeah. buy annually at max so that's obsolete information and you cannot use that to prepare yourself for anything that's obsolete everyone can do that you follow people and i did that and whenever i go to interviews i already know what are the names of the workshops events that these people are doing there i phrase my interview along those lines i'm like oh i've seen you guys do this workshop i think it could be better they're like how do you know about it I'm like yeah that career consultant talked about it in that post oh amazing look at the impression you're giving them mm. that you are proper into this job you really want to make a difference so i'm see that's how you that's how you stand out in today's world don't go and say i'm amazing for this job no tell them how your amazingness can help them become better mm. and for that linkedin espionage see what they're sharing go down to what they're liking once there was an interview and i saw the head of careers in that particular organization um was was not posting anything was pro- was a proper linkedin ghost but was liking a lot of stuff so i checked that out and i was like what what the, what does she like um she was liking a lot of edi things so mm-hmm. now the and i was preparing for the interview so i could not have changed my application and there was nothing around edi in my application i'm like okay she loves edi how would i do that Now I know that she loves EDI and she's on the panel. What I did was okay. I need to find a way to, you know, put EDI, inject EDI in some of my answers in some shape or form. Now that I know the preferences of all the people sitting in the panel, yeah. I just need to find a way. So in the, one of the questions they ask you, um they said they said, "Oh, uh, uh it was a random question. They said, "Okay, tell me more about and the whole interview was about to finish and I could not inject EDI." I didn't get the chance and they asked me okay tell me a time uh, when you went for a holiday and you really enjoyed it we just want to know how do you do holidays mm. i'm like there you go let's add the say i'm like okay last year i went to pakistan and you know what this time around i went there and spent a lot of time with some charitable organizations just to see the people who are below poverty what do they lack all of those things and see and then i will feel contented in where i stand and how how i can contribute in those people's life and make it a more inclusive place for them to live i did some charity with them a charity work when they uh, provided some food parcels to those poor people so 
just to help them be feel more inclusive to the environment hence i think my trip was for fun but it took an idiot turn yeah and i saw the eyebrows of that head went up and like oh wow you got the job <laughs> yeah and i did i did and i did yeah. there you go that was my second last job before this one and there you go so one eyebrow raise you get the job one eyebrow raise you see that in enlightenment in their eyes their mm. eyes lit up when you talk about the stuff they care mm. and linkedin espionage is the way to do this people share like stuff all the time use that to your advantage i never thought that have you ever done that yeah I, i've once, looked on people's twice. profiles but i never looked deep into it yeah i've not i've not gone into the level of detail in like terms post of what and like. stuff like that yeah because sometimes in a in an interview when it becomes a bit natural and you're just talking like normal stuff you can throw in a bit of you know like for example football or anything like yeah. that get re- get related to them a little bit yeah see what clubs they like see yeah. what see yeah. what things do they like i think use that to your advantage i'm not saying like figure up completely yeah but you having that awareness of what they like mm, can important. really guide your discussion and would and would make you control the interview so linkedin espionage will help you control the interview because you would know who are the people sitting in front of you what they like right so let's do a recap 1 to 10 what are the top 10 linkedin tips lovely so number 1 i think uh, whatever the understanding that you have about linkedin needs to change anything goes on linkedin it's not very professional number 2 is Uh, don't use LinkedIn as an extended version of your CV. It's for personal branding. Number three is basically your top half needs to be top notch. The cover photo has to give some value to you. Number four, profile photos. You don't need a DSLR for profile photos. Use PFP Maker. Have a colored background. Play with the psychology of colors. Number five, your headline. Your headline should should scream the best things you have in your life. And number six is what to post. So you have a lot things to post from your academic stuff to your hobbies. Talk about anything. Give some value to the reader. Uh, number seven, videoify yourself. TikTok has just beaten Google, so you have no excuse. Everyone loves to see stuff. Make them see yourself in action. Number eight, play with algorithms. The algorithm report comes out every time. Just go on the search bar and you know LinkedIn. Just go and search algorithms. You'll see a you'll see a lot of summary post. Number nine would be <clears throat> basically. make use of emojis emojis is the future shows emotions and you need emotional intelligence at work and number 10 as i said linkedin espionage so these are 10 tips top tips i would say 10 commandments to literally rock your linkedin damn thank you and there we have it a fantastic episode of Before our friends die on the Akins Office Digital Network, you've been joined by me, Kavan, me, Rash, and the fantastic Danny Mirza. Make sure you go ahead and connect with him on what Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. Go connect with him. Uh, he's got some great content, and you just heard there the 10 commandments to supercharge your LinkedIn right here, right now. Get active, get on it. If you want to get in touch with us and share any questions or thoughts with us, please do email akiandsaltfish@gmail.com. And don't forget, we're on Instagram at Before Our Friends Die Pod. I'm on Twitter at akiandsaltfish. Please get in touch, leave us your comments, and don't forget on whatever platform you're listening to this on, like it, comment, subscribe, follow, leave a five star review, all those great things. We really appreciate it because guess what? We need to supercharge the algorithm too. Finally, don't forget to tune in next week where we get to know Danny with our seven signature questions. Take care and goodbye. Thanks Danny man. Appreciate it.